The Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra. Welcome to The Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra with me, Tara Lockery Grant. If you're new to the show, this is where we curate the best interviews that we have on rte.ie forward slash lifestyle and in the lifestyle section of the RTE News Now app. So we take the best of RTE Lifestyle's content and also we create our own. Now you may have seen the interview where Jimmy Fallon interviewed Andy from Headspace. 18 million downloads I think it is for their app. When you see anything on mainstream American TV like that, it's what people are talking about or surely what they're going to be talking about. And mindfulness is what was at the centre of all of this. If you've a broken leg, broken arm, you're straight into the hospital. When there's something wrong with the mind, we traditionally haven't been very good at addressing that. Here with me now is Siobhan Murray, who is a behavioural change therapist. Siobhan, we're going to get down to that in a second to exactly what that is. And also Groove is coming up. It is a festival that's happening in Kilridery House in Greystones on the 19th and 20th of August. Tickets are available now. And there's a new section coming up in that that we were talking about recently called Thrive. And Siobhan is going to be working at that. You are very welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the show. Now Siobhan, in addition to being um, a behavioural change therapist, you're also a psychotherapist. So first, what is a behavioural change therapist? Okay, so um, I I'm a psychotherapist by profession and I was seeing that there's more and more need for changing people's behaviours. There is a lot of ways that we can look at dealing with our mental health. However, we also need to be able to action what we're telling people to do. Yes. People want results. People want to go, how can I change? What can I do? What am I doing that's not working for me? How can I then rejig that for want of a better way Mm. and actually change my behaviours. It's not changing who you are, changing behavioural patterns that are not working for you so you can then get the best out of yourself. God, that sounds dreamlike. One Mm. thing that I've noticed as well is this generation, you know, our generation and the the next generation coming up are way more open to all types of therapy um, for the mind, for the soul way more open than previous generations but they're also results driven in that it's not a case if they want to go to a, th- a therapist every single week and um, and then end up in a spin of emotional mess they are results focused yes yeah and i'm finding that more and more and i also think what's what's a big issue is that people are time poor yeah so it's wonderful for people to be able to go and spend an hour and a half four times a week or three times a week at a yoga class but some people might not be able to do that so it's about learning how to incorporate the change into their day-to-day life without having to find extra hours in a 24 hour given period. So true. That's what that's what I struggled with. So I had to figure out how to do that for me because if it's not working for me, I can't tell you how to do it. Now, I remember you and your former guys and you when I saw you that there's a a familiar face. Can you talk us through a little bit about your own journey? Because to be honest, I think you really are leading by example. So go back a little bit to your career and how you started off in a less mindfulness (laughs) face, can we say? Oh, yes, definitely less mindful. I started back in my early 20s working in the music music industry for uh, a wonderful man um, (laughs) who I admire greatly, uh, Dennis Desmond of MCD. And I worked here, then moved to London, worked for some incredible celebrities like Elton John, worked for... uh, What did you do for Elton John? I worked for his management company. So got to see him, got to see the tantrums and tiaras that is Elton John. That he would say himself, wouldn't he? Absolutely. Is he likeable? Incredible. Incredible to his staff. 
um, very demanding. You were 24-7. It was an industry that was pretty much 24-7. Even with the tantrums and tiaras, did you respect him? Because he did have a, that, did he have genius? Yes, okay. absolutely. I mean, he has foresight. It is, it is the way that he wants to do it. He sees the way his album cover should be. He wow. sees the way his music should be. He is, he's not manufactured. Phenomenal. He brought out the best in you. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. There's a little aside. We can't talk about Elton John. Not ask. Who else? Oh, I worked for a very wild drum and bass artist called Goldie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Complete worlds apart. Yeah. Uh, I worked out. Of, I'm kind of nervous to ask what that was like. Well, I, his his office were my his home was my office, and that was the 24th floor of a tower block in Swiss Cottage in London. Oh my god! So it was a steel door. Uh, to get through the front door and his dog which was a very big dog was actually called Massive and he was Massive. (laughs) You couldn't write it. It was from the sublime to the ridiculous. Yeah. Okay good. That probably sums that up because I was going to say what was that like? I think you just said it. So yeah so you did that huge big career. Were were you working crazy hours? Crazy hours. Crazy hours. Loving it? Loved it but you could get a call from especially working with with Goldie in that type of industry at two in the morning for some mad idea that he may have that I would have to action the next day. So it was constant. Mindfulness wouldn't have even come into my world back then. I would say I did, yes. Um, I mean, your your social life is your working life. Oh you don't you don't have somewhere that you go out of it. Um, I think what I've noticed more and more now, interestingly, I did an event last year, a running event called Wild Air, and there was groups of uh, music industry people in their twenties and thirties doing it as a corporate event. It wasn't the drinking that they were doing that would have been back in my day. It was very much a let's go out and run around a field jumping up and wow. down inflatables. Well, yes, isn't that where festivals go, go, are going? I know that's bringing us back to Groove and yeah, Thrive. Yeah. But um, as Avril was saying there last week, people don't necessarily want to go out traditionally as much because people are still doing it yeah. and getting just off their head, Absolutely. mad, out of it escapist yeah. it's a case of how can I f- improve yeah. my quality of life how can I learn how can yeah. I escape and still be able to get up the next day and yeah. recover and do things it's, yeah. and I think that's the thing is that people are not, they don't want to waste a Saturday yeah. with their hangover yeah. dragging it around yes. and going oh God. it's not cool I think before mm. it was it was part of the culture maybe but it's certainly not cool so anyway you were going through working your butt off and we will get to obviously now life as a behavioural change therapist yeah. and how you moved for, to, to there and what that is and how you do it and how we can learn from you um, and your tips for us but so you changed then very very hectic crazy yeah. working busy career and then I moved back home. And Wait, what year was this now? No, gosh, this would have been 98, okay. 99. It was before the the big 2000 where all the bugs were going to turn off all our computers. <laughs> yes, yes. I always remember, remember that. that. Um, what made you want to come home? I actually came back because I followed my heart. Yeah. And okay. Yes. So that was a big, uh, a big transition. Moved back. And started working with uh, McDonald's, actually, McDonald's restaurants. I helped set up the Ronald McDonald Children's Charity here and was able to use all my contacts in the music industry to run what were at the time the most incredible charity balls. Wow. We sold the tickets for a thousand euros a ticket. We oversold because we sold to the American McDonald's market who who just loved the Irish it was fabulous. Well done. Sorry, say. my mouth just yeah. dropped open there. It was just wow. 
um, and to be able to use all the contacts that I had to to raise the money to do well to do a good thing to be able to get because it was it was a lot of money to to get that house built um, initially um, at the time actually McDonald's were sponsoring the Justin Timberlake tour so Justin Timberlake did the groundbreaking ceremony and went in what year was that oh that must have he was playing the point. Yes, I interviewed him at the point, and I went to uh, to and uh, shortly after that, I went to the Ronald McDonald House because do you remember you were they were co- doing call outs for things like if you had Game Boys or things yes. that you weren't using that kids would love. Yes, so I went up to the house. It was amazing. Yeah. I don't know how it is now or how. I hope it's, it's absolutely. Yeah. They've actually bought another house just on the other side, outside of just a normal house which they use as well. And now that the ha- the hospital is going to be relocated yes. they're starting to fundraise now for the, the new house which Good. will actually be I could be wrong in this but I think it's going to be around 30 bedrooms the original one was 16 wow. so this is massive it's so well huge. done you got to, Justin mm. Timberlake there for the groundbreaking ceremony so you know that was Clever not lady. something you just kind of pull out of, pull out of the bag yeah. every day so yeah. that was great yeah. okay so you still kept going with this big career and yeah. doing great things okay yeah. and then obviously there must have been a great sense was it different this time because you did something for people in need as opposed to musicians in need maybe yes it was I mean I, I one of the things that I will say about working for, for McDonald's and the on a McDonald charity. I was housed in their head office. I've been to Alder A Hospital in in uh, uh, Liverpool. Their Ronald House is the second largest in the world, and it is like a hotel. I got to see hospitals, pediatric hospitals around the world and Ronald Houses around the world, something I would never have seen had I not been in that environment. Mm-hmm. And that in itself was so special. That was such an eye opener. To which I will talk about later yeah. about gratitude. Okay. It it puts a lot into perspective. How did that? Well, maybe you want to get that, that mm. in a minute. How that how that affected you? Um, how then moving on? What made you go? Okay, this I've done this career change. What happened? So I we we got to the the house was built. I actually stayed within McDonald's, but I moved, I sidestepped and I worked directly for McDonald's as a head of communications in McDonald's. And so a tiny little role, <laughs> tiny. <laughs> so it was, which I loved. However, it didn't, as I, my favourite phase, it didn't spark joy with yeah, me. Yeah, I like that. Yes, didn't spark joy. So I feel there's always been that little entrepreneur in me and that little want to do something. So I went off and did something completely ridiculous and I bought a franchise to teach baby sign language. Wow. For able-bodied babies. How are you, like, because you're always ahead of the trend. Where did you know? Because I, I had, having had the ki- kids, I remember that was a huge, when it started, it was yeah. a big thing. How did you know that was going to be big? It was just, I, I would see something and I would get it into my head and go, wow, that's incredible. Did you look at it in the States first? I actually bumped in. I was on holidays in Spain. I bumped into a woman and I would, my children, my youngest is forever saying, when we can we go out? Can you not talk to people? Can you please not just talk to the people? <laughs> what, how many kids do you have? I have two b- gorgeous boys. Nice. They're 10 and 11. Lovely. And what age was he then? Oh, he must have been uh, about five, four or five. Just don't talk to the people. <laughs> so I'm talking to this gorgeous lady around the pool with her kids. Asked, you know, what do you do? She had three young children. She said, oh, I, I work around my kids. I teach baby sign language. Wow. Well, I was fascinated. I kept going for deaf babies. For deaf babies. No, able-bodied babies. Couldn't get my head around yeah. this. 
So I brought the franchise into Ireland because wow. it wasn't here. That was you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what happened then? Um, ran the classes for a couple of years, was running them in Hamleys upstairs, was running them in um, oh different God. venues. It was great. Um, the Unfortunately, it did not take off here to the best way it could have the way it did in the UK. Okay, very honest of you to say that. So I, again, I remember a friend of mine went to it um, and again, I liked the idea of it. I just mm. never, I never got to it mm. myself. But very honest of you to say that. Mm. So were you d- disappointed, obviously? It was at that point, I still kept it going, but it was at that point, it was coming into a September and I must admit that September is my favourite. I'm a September baby and September to me is like my spring. It's like, woo, here we go. Everyone else is going, oh God, No, I love it too. It's the start of a new year academically for kids. So it is for us parents. It's that newness. And I had thought, okay, I'm going, I'm going to do something. The boys were small. Um, they're going to bed at 7.30. I'm a single parent, so I'm not going out if every evening to the movies because I couldn't afford to. Yeah. I couldn't afford, unless I was going out for something special. Yeah. It wasn't a, oh, I'll just meet you quickly for whatever. So I lived at the time in Churchtown. I looked at courses. There was a six-week introductory course to psychotherapy one night a week. And my mum very kindly said she'd mind the boys for the two, three hours. So off I went to do this just for something to do rather than watching TV. Two weeks into it and I would have had my own experiences with therapy when I was younger. So I looked at the lecture and I said, I understand what you're saying. Is there something else I could be doing? And he said, well, you've missed a couple of weeks, but why don't you do a degree? You could do a part time evening degree. So, oh, my God. I, do you I know went, what? I'm looking at you going from six <laughs> weeks to a degree. That says a lot about you, your energy and drive. Oh, I love it. But we are energy beings. Yeah. And I know that might sound a little bit fluffy. No, it doesn't. Not anymore. Not I am very much about energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went off and I did the degree and I haven't looked back since. Wow, so I'm going to jump before because my last thing I want is us mm-hmm. to run out of time. So brilliant, right? So you did that you and then you started practising. I started How many practicing. years ago was that, was that? I have been practising. I fully qualified five years now, okay. but you actually start practising at year two. Great. Um, while you're in your training. Okay, one thing before we go jump straight to your mm-hmm. um, behavior, behavioural change therapy. What you walked into your job? What was that day like when you said, "Right, I'll see you now. I'm becoming a, a psychotherapist." It was. It, well, it, it was. It. Do you know what? It was organic. Did they know you were going to? Did you do to give up before you did the degree, or did you do? Would you see with the, with, with the? I did the degree on a Monday, but at that point, I was already self-employed. I'd already left. Oh, you McDonald's. had because you were doing the sign language. Yes. Woman. So I was still doing yeah. a couple of the classes, yeah. the sign language, still doing the the the. Uh, college on all day Monday and Struggling juggling the boys financially oh god yes yes yeah oh yeah, my god yeah. I mean I, I I'm 10 years ago I gave up drinking wow. and one of the reasons there was many reasons why I did but I couldn't afford I love your to honesty be I really do drinker. yeah you look couldn't. amazing and I Thank that's the first thing I said to you when you come in you're glowing I don't know, don't know whether I'm feeling particularly tired today <laughs> or when the kids just kept, I think I had a couple of visits last night but anyway I'm looking you look so fresh you look so energetic and you look um, just 
glowing just radiant mm. and you put that down to great exercise great good exercise. diet yeah um, gave giving up drinking and smoking years and, ago yeah yeah I gave up smoking five now I was one of those in my latter years as a smoker I would have been a good smoker as I like to say not what one does of that those, mean <laughs> not one of those who I'll have a cigarette on a Friday night with a glass of wine I was a up first thing oh sorry oh good I did a really bad one okay <laughs> I was a proper smoker <laughs> how did you do it well, in my latter years, I ended up being the smoker in the tree because the kids, you know, went, what are you doing, mummy, as the tree's billowing smoke? Nothing, I'm checking the plants. They're all fine. I'm coming in now. Oh, you're great. Uh. And I just decided, I had seen an ad on TV and it was before the last campaign, which I thought was, was magnificent yeah, was with that, that lovely man. Jerry. Mm. Mm. The one prior to that was one, one of two smokers will die of a smoking related illness. And I decided I was not going to be one of those. Okay. I may Good be hit moment. by a bus, mm. but I wasn't going to be smoking. That was just that was irresponsible of me towards my children in my world. Good woman. So that was um, that was. Yeah. And then I went on to run the Dublin Marathon. Well done. Mm. When no doubt, given you and what you've told <laughs> us so far, when you decided to give up smoking, did you set yourself a deadline or a goal of something like that? Yes. It was I the, knew it. Yeah, I started running. Uh, I'd always run, but never like this. I'd like run what? on a treadmill. Right, like what did you go, did you? So I did. I did the. F- so let's say you five. gave up the cigarettes on the on the on January. What, what yeah. month? It was actually February. February it was Good February. Moment. So February. When did you then start running? Oh, the next day. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because as a woman, I was determined that I wasn't going to sit and eat. Boxes That's and boxes the thing. of biscuits. I know. Um, in, that would be my fear. About but I have a very anything. interesting um, theory on. Uh, I suppose addiction is 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 quite strong a word, but on people who overuse alcohol, smoking, and food. Yeah. If you imagine, I don't know if this will convey across radio, but if you imagine, emotions are all inside here yes. in your stomach. Yeah. And that when we get stressed those emotions start to come up through your chest, out your throat and out your mouth. Yes. So what we do is we use the food, smoking and drinking like a paperweight. Wow. So you put the paperweight into your mouth and it pushes it back down. Wow. So then the emotions are back down. So when you see, I know for me when I smoked and when I drank and when I would indulge in, overindulge in, in binge sugar eating, yes. it would be because I was stressed. Yes. So I would inhale that cigarette and I would feel the paperweight pushing back down. So I had to learn new coping strategies. I had to change my behaviours. So I didn't go after six weeks, I'm going back to smoking because I don't know what to do with this emotion, this Do you feeling. know what? That obviously brings us straight to behavioural change therapy. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then you can tell us as well what you're going to be doing at Thrive um, and at Groove. So that is amazing. So then behavioural change therapy, how, what brought you to there? So five years down the road of being a fully qualified accredited psychotherapist. Working full time at working, that? Working okay. full time for myself, have a private practice absolutely love it but what I was seeing more and more of is people coming in and sitting in front of me and there is one area where people are looking at me going what can I do to change as a pure psychotherapist that's not my role my role is to sit and to hold somebody and help them through their journey however that doesn't sit particularly well with me sometimes as my personality type 
So I went off and became a master practitioner in neurolinguistic programming, which was something I was fascinated about. How we think, how our minds work and that we can reprogram ourselves, that there's no point me going to see you and going, Tara, please help me change, like change me. Wow. I you have to be then able to say, okay, Siobhan, here are some tools that we can do that you can change your behaviors if you implement them. So, for example, when I go to bed at night, every night without fail, I set my intention for the next day. Now, my intention is to be the best that I can be tomorrow throughout the day with the tools and resources I have. That does not mean I will not scream at my children. Yeah, that does. But I don't beat myself up. I don't go, oh, I'm a bad parent for that or I'm bad at not getting through my to do list. I set realistic goals. I make things achievable. I tackle the, the hard things first so they're off my plate I've learned how to make those changes if I'm coming to you yes and why would I come to you um, what what would be my symptoms if you will that I would go Siobhan Murray is the woman for me or or a behavioural change therapist is yeah. the person I need to go to see what would my symptoms be because we all know what we would do if it was a medical physical yeah. problem but if it's a me- medical mind or, or soul problem what, mm-hmm. what, what are the symptoms I would have so you could come to me for many things you could come to me let's just say relationships that you're making the same relationship error errors yes uh, going Bad for judgment. the same people over and over codependency those type of issues which yeah, is huge minder being a minder is another massive one huge so we look at what your pattern of behaviour is to date and then we may look at what is it that you're trying to fix wow. and why what is it that that's that trigger for you What what is it fulfilling in you and then let's look at your language pattern because you may say to me I can't I can't change the way I am first and foremost. No, 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 no. Can't is a choice. You can change. You can change the type of person. You can change the person that you're looking at and wanting to go out with. You're choosing to go with that person. That's your choice. There is no can't. Can't is not a realistic word. It's a choice. So let's say I come in because I'm I'm sure a lot of people even could resonate with that. Just one example that you've Mm -hmm. given. People come in, they sit down, you talk through in a therapy style environment, is it? And then you work through then what the issues are, highlight them so people can see them go from the head to the heart. Yeah. And then you set them then tasks. Set them tasks and goals, even if it's just as simple as starting off with with setting your intention. So tomorrow I'm actually going to be the kindest, most loving person I can be to myself tomorrow. Let's just start with that. It's very hard to make bad judgments and go with somebody who is not the right uh, fulfilling you if you're being kind and true to yourself. So if we start with that, we then then look at gratitude, then look at people's language patterns. And gratitude is I do three gratitudes every night before I go to bed. They can be as simple as really enjoying the company of the people that are in my house to having a four parking spaces come to me all in the same day. (laughs) It's not about the big things. It's about being grateful that you have the money in the bank to possibly pay a bill that's come in rather than, oh God, I have to pay that bill. That means I can't do X, Y and Z. It's it's bringing it back to basics. It's about being grateful for standing in your garden, whether it's two foot, a foot or uh, an acre, standing there going, wow, aren't I so lucky 
to have this. I love right now. all of those things. It takes two Parking minutes. spaces, garden, people in your house. Lovely, yeah. simple, gorgeous simple, things. Simple. Tell me with Thrive, how did you become involved with the festival that's happening in Groove on the 19th and 20th? Well, what's great about Thrive is Thrive is, yes, a wellness festival, but it's much more practical. It's a, it's coming at it from wanting people to be able to see very tangible results in it. So there's the likes of Emma Buckley who will be um, talking, I think, as far as I know, I'm actually going to be on a panel with Emma. She is. This isn't the Emma Buckley who used to be on TV3. Nutritionist. Yes. Oh my God. And she is a phenomenal. I mean, she knows her stuff. If it's the same girl that I'm thinking of, she retrained. Yes. Later. Oh my God. Wow, brilliant. Yes. Later in life. Yes. Yes. Says me sitting up to probably similar age. So yes, don't say too later. (laughs) But yeah. So it's, it's, and she's going to be talking about food. I'm going to be talking about how we can combat things like burnout. Yes. One of, uh, mindfulness is, is something I absolutely passionate about. However, like everything else, sitting on top for me when I was training to become a mindfulness therapist it you've was you've done that as well I've oh done this <laughs> okay I'm feeling slightly inadequate but no is the the time that was you know sit for half an hour that time it's back Sorry, to time as soon as I say it it is half an I'm, hour I'd love it love it love it I don't have yeah, it I mean no. I get up early enough as it is and I stay up late enough as it yes. is so I work at incorporating mindfulness into my daily life yes so I have a little trick that I do and I will share this with you yeah so if I'm going for a run or a walk or and I say to all my clients um regardless of anything get out for 15 to 30 minutes every single day imagine no headphones imagine you've got a little wire going from your head to outer space Imagine it can either be somebody that you love dearly or it can be an alien. I have an alien. (laughs) I like my little alien. And that alien can't see down here. So when you're walking to the shops, doing whatever you're doing, you have to actually describe everything you're seeing to your alien. So you are the alien's eyes. That's lovely. It is impossible to think of the bills, picking up the kids, what's for dinner, what you've got to do, the worries, the stresses, all of those things. If you are saying... Buds are coming out on the leaves on the tree to the right. There is a red door here. I've just passed two blue cars and one has a big dent on the side of it. Doesn't matter what it is. Once you're actually in the present moment, you can't think of something else. One of the key things on Jimmy Fallon was he wanted Andy from Headspace to demystify mindfulness and you have done that today yeah. and not only have you demystified mindfulness because I've just started so that's straight away walking with the car I get that for yeah. someone who hasn't started yet maybe they're going God that would be kind of tricky initially but it's very accessible and likewise even what you're saying there about behavioural change therapy I get it it's very I think anyone listening would get it and how important it is that we we all know how important it is now we cannot ignore especially in Ireland we know what this what our state of mm-hmm. um, how, how important it is that if we ignore our mental our mental state That's and also the amount of people who are coming forward speaking publicly and bravely about their own mental issues and that by doing that are enabling the rest of us to talk about ours yes you know and together that we can move forward in a healthier way Siobhan so what time and when are you on I am on Sunday at 5 30 
um, on the 20th and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. How can people get in touch with you if they want to follow up with you? They can either contact me by email on Siobhan at SiobhanMurray.com or they can contact me on Dublin Councillors, www.dublincouncillors.com. OK, great. We're going to have these details in your interview and article on RT Lifestyle as well, which is rte.ie forward slash lifestyle and also in the lifestyle section of the RT News Now app and across our social, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Siobhan, thank you. Really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks a million for coming in. Thank you so much. So that's it for me, Tara Lockery Grant, and we'll be back with The Lifestyle Show next week. Thanks a million for listening. The Lifestyle Show with Tara Lockery Grant on RTE Radio 1 Extra. 